Good evening, everybody. I'm Mark. And I'm Britton. And today we're going to continue the fun uh, with Harry Potter 7, a.k.a. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, well, let's get started and we'll just talk a little bit about it and we'll get to eventually the earnest that you want to see. Oh, of course, of course. But uh, for now, um, let's just talk about the movie a little bit. Britton, why don't you tell us about Harry Potter... And the Deathly Hallows, Part 1. Alrighty. So, you remember how in uh, the other six Harry Potters, uh, it was kind of a, a fun romp and a little adventure uh, in, in each story that, that kind of uh, wrapped itself around Voldemort. Yeah. But, you know, it was always, a, it, always a, you know, an entertaining time with a lot of uh, with a lot of fun different gags and stuff like that that, that uh, you know, the whole family can enjoy. Yeah, basically a... Uh a movie that had a lot of whimsy, and yeah. even though it was long and based off of uh, based off of books, um, yeah, they were still paced uh, adequately. Yep, uh, this movie doesn't have any of nope, that. Nope, not at all. Not not a bit. Uh, so the the movie starts out with uh, the like a lot of the the folks that supported Harry Potter throughout the the series kind of coming together in secret. And uh, all drinking a polyjuice potion and uh, and becoming a Harry Potter lookalike in order to kind of smuggle him out. Yep. And uh, it, it works kinda uh, at the expense of uh, Mad Mad Eye Mad Eye uh, Moody. Yeah, Mad Eye Moody, uh, who is killed off screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, from you know, like that whole sequence was kind of fun uh, as they're trying to get away. And that's pretty much the last time fun is had. Uh, from there, they kind of just uh, disapparate. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Uh, disapparate into just a very a, a series of locations. Uh, trying to get away from Death Eaters and Voldemort and Voldemort Eaters and Death... Yeah, all that stuff. death -amort. So I will say that um, of all the movies, this is probably uh, one of my least favorites. Just yeah. because 90% of this movie is they're just wandering around the woods not doing anything and pitching yeah. how they're not doing anything yeah and and like it it doesn't help when when uh you know we can agree with them yeah where it's like yeah you guys should be doing something yeah, what's maybe, going on here like if maybe the bitching about uh not doing anything could have been cut out of the movie altogether like uh, i know i remember you're talking about this while we we're watching the movie but there was no reason this had to be a two-part movie uh, not at all hey, especially especially when uh, a lot of the, the the reasons they're not really doing anything is seems contrived, mm -hmm. and, and not only that, there's a lot of uh, there, there are a few times where the the uh, the plot just goes somewhere and then halts at a dead end for no reason or, or for not for no reason, but uh, they go somewhere and do something that had absolutely no consequence or reason. Yeah, there's um, I think I. I talked about this while we're again while we we're watching it but uh yeah i remember i pointed out like oh they're at godric's hollow yeah and they show up and they get you know they get a scare and then nothing of consequence happens yeah they they the the old lady uh who is mumbling to herself turns out to be Voldemort, voldemort's pet snake spoilers and then that's it and uh they spook it away and it goes elsewhere like they could have cut so much of this movie down especially considering how much they cut out of the other books to, yeah. you know, fit it in. It's like, oh, we only, we're all, in all the other books, it was, we're only doing, you know, the, the, the salient points. We're only doing the things that, that need to be shown. So some of the yeah. fun stuff, we're going to have to, 
you know, leave behind and just focus on things that propels the story forward. Okay. But here... Yeah, I, I remember the, the point I, I kind of thought, man, they're, they're really sticking to this whole sitting in the woods doing nothing thing, uh, when I think it was probably the third or fourth time they've disapparated, and Hermione was just under a tree reading a book. Yeah. I'm like, this is where we're, where we're at now. Like, all the, the fun and whimsy and adventure from the first few are, are just this... Uh, and now it's just a uh, a sad, miserable story about refugees. Like, I want to I wanna pretend that uh, every Harry Potter movie um, really has a different theme to each one as in a different genre. Okay. So, like, the first one, maybe adventure. You know, the one with time travel. Oh, you know, we could argue <clears throat> that this is a time travel movie now. Uh, I guess, yeah. This one, it's like, it's the only Harry Potter movie that I'm saying. Uh, I guess this one is just a... Like a French drama or something like that, you know, <laughs> a, a, an independent film that's gonna win the Palme d'Or. Yeah, the like, like some some experimentalist film, like the Red Balloon. Yeah, and it's like she's sitting there reading a book. I used to love coming out here with Mama. Mama would always take me here in spring, uh -huh. but now the leaves have grown withering, uh -huh. and I can't find a single thing. It's, it's like it's almost like an Igmar Bergman. <laughs> yeah, I sit under the tree, waiting for my inevitable death to come. Well, it's funny that you mention uh, Igmar Bergman because, um, like, uh, their most popular film and this film, Death yeah. is in both of them. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that, that's that. That was the that was the only other part of the movie that was that wasn't really bad. Yeah, yeah I like the, that. the little I, story time. With the, uh, with, uh, the, I guess the, I guess it would be an old folktale, uh, for mm -hmm. their, for their, uh, uh, I guess country or whatever community they would have. Yeah, the wizarding world. Yeah. Uh, about, uh, it, uh, though it is kind of a stupid story, now that I think about it. Like, it was done very well and it was very compelling, but it's, uh, like, a, three wizards, uh, uh, cross a river. Uh, and, and use magic to do so, and Death is like, No! I want that river to kill them, so I'm gonna give them gifts. And, and, and for some reason. And the, well, I, he's trying to, he's trying to get his souls. Yeah, you know? and yeah, the, yeah. The, it's, it does remind me, because I was listening to it and, and watching the thing, uh, watching the little animation, which was yeah. cool. Yeah, um, was I neat. do enjoy it. Uh, but I will say that I was watching it, I'm like, this, this actually follows a very simple, basic, uh, premise as so many of these types of stories. Yeah, very Canterbury yeah. Tales, exactly. very Aesop's Fables. Like, alright, there's a there's a lesson in here which is don't ever think that you can be stronger than death because yeah. it'll never work. Yep. And it's like, alright, that, that's that's fine. And then there's always a wise brother like, let's try right here. Let's see, let's make up a a story between uh, we'll, we'll pick two brothers and okay. we'll have some Ridic like we're just gonna do almost like Mad Lib word association type thing here. So, uh, okay. all right, two okay. brothers. Now let's see, uh, uh, where are they? Uh, I, I, okay, we could put it in the tall and smug. Put them in the tall and smug extended universe, or we can just put them anywhere. I, I said, okay, because like, uh, no one's gonna know that. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> all right, so two people who live in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. Two brothers. Uh, I guess. Um, the cherry is is uh, yeah, cherry is and conky. Uh, I was gonna say uh, maybe cherry and conky are trying to cross a bridge owned by Jombie. Okay, and um, whoever can, whoever these two brothers can help them cross the bridge, yeah, uh, gets the 
it gets the uh, the fabled one wish from Jombie. And yeah, yeah. So we have an older brother who is uh, he, he's he's the eldest one. He's older by almost a year. He's like you know he's really mean. He's grumpy. He's taller. Uh, he's he's <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's got a stupid beard. Uh -huh. And uh, and that's it. The the second brother is you know younger, wiser, you know good looking. <laughs> uh, has a has a stupider beard. <laughs> But no, uh, we'll, we'll call- Is of a normal height. Yeah, is, a, is of a decent height. <laughs> and... And does it, and, and everybody likes him. <laughs> but, no one's calling him to be pulled off any shows. So, uh, so we'll just say, um, person A is, uh, Gus Gus. That'll Gus, be his Gus. name. And All right. person B will be, uh, you get to name it. Uh... Uh, I'm gonna call it. So the first one's Gus Gus. Gus Gus. Uh, I'm gonna say the second one is the Claw. The Claw. Gus Gus and the Claw. They need yeah. to help Cherry and Conky cross the river to meet up with their friend Jombie and get the wish. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine Jombie, like in this, uh, in the fable, they don't know Jombie. Okay. They, all right. So they they're trying to cross a trying to cross the river to to get to this magic wish. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the older. Uh, <laughs> The older brother, you know, is uh, more grumpy and mean, so he oh, just course. so he just rips a tree out by the roots and lays it down for the uh, <laughs> as angry tall brothers are wont to do. Exactly. I mean, he's a giant, so um, <laughs> and for them to cross. But yeah. whenever Cherry and Conky try to cost uh, cost try to cross, they keep slipping off. It's a it's not a very good bridge. Yeah, not oh. meant for furniture and robots. Yeah, so the wiser uh, brother, why don't you tell us what the wiser brother builds for them? So the wiser brother... Gus, uh, Gus. No, Gus. no, 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 uh, the claw. So the wiser brother, the claw, subcontracts with the government in order to hire a uh, team of civil engineers to build a bridge uh, using uh, government funding and sponsorship from various uh, different businesses that will be affected when the new traffic comes through in this new road. So the claw gets the wish. Yes, that's the wise power, and the, like the moral, the Aesop moral of the of the uh, the fable is um, no people in government. <laughs> and there you go. Yep. We just wrote like pretty much an exact same Aesop fable, or you know, a tale of Beetle the Bard. Yeah. You know, fable out of nothing. <laughs> Though it would be, it would be a talent. You know, it is kind of our brand where we would uh, write an Aesop fable where. Uh, uh, with bureaucracy in it. It is a, it is a ridiculous... I'm glad it ended the way it did, but it, yeah. it is a, hands down, a ridiculous ending for... Or a di ridiculous, you know, thing. But it, it, it works. I like... Yeah, well, it works I, for me because I'm like, if I'm reading this to my kids to go to bed, because I have kids, um, I'll, I'll be like, you know, and the younger brother, the claw... He subcontracted to it. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me a little bit of... Uh, uh, Ghostbusters 2, and then the three dwarves, or the seven dwarves put together a, a, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. a lucrative kind of, like, uh, just Lewis Tully trying to tell a story. A uh, fairy tale. A fairy tale involving a lot of accounting. So, yeah, that's, uh, so the, that, that's how what we do when we make our own little, uh, our yeah. little stories. We, we make sure that it is both entertaining, but also a little bit realistic. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is I was, you know, I'm, you went that route. I was thinking we could even go even further where, you know, the claw actually tries to run for government so he can be elected <laughs> into the position. 
uh, for a, a promise of putting the bridge on zombies, you know. Uh, but is uh, run through the mud when it is shown that he has associations with the big bad wolf. Um, I think actually when it turns out that uh, the claw, uh, that he's getting dragged through the mud by people who are uh, supporting his rival candidate, yeah. um, Inspector Gadget. Ah, uh, yes, the, uh, yeah, uh, yep, Gadget and the Claw have always kind of been, uh... My opponent, he wants to cut Social Security and use that money to fund his own kickbacks. Boo! <laughs> I heard that Gadget has been seen with a little girl and a dog helping her. Okay, uh, that th hurts th th a lot. I was gonna say, let's keep going with it, but the thing, thank you, gentlemen. Um, but our question was actually about, uh, it was actually about um, uh, capital punishment. Uh, do you guys want to try again and maybe uh, reframe that uh, for the debate? Uh, yeah, sure. So when it comes to capital punishment, my opponent, the Claw has been seen stealing and from Social Security and trying to get his wealthy kickbacks. Gadget, on the other hand, would have criminals walk the streets of America. <laughs> I would not. I'm always on duty. Except when he's running for office. I'm on duty right now, in fact. Then arrest me. Um, can, uh, Steve, can I, can I do that? Uh, I don't know. This is, uh, uh, you're going to get yourself in a pretty sticky situation. Uh, you know, it, yeah, legal, you can arrest him because he's a, you know, he's a criminal, but uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, it's going to really cost you votes. Okay. I'm not going to lower myself to my opponent's <laughs> tactics <laughs> while he's out there cutting Social Security to fund his, his uh, kickbacks. If you're on the campaign, I know exactly where you are and where I need you. <laughs> I, I do actually like that, um, that Inspector Gadget just hung up on this one issue yeah. so much. And that, he, that, that claw, that Dr. Claw is kind of just... He's winning. Yes, because, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's, he's just, he's kind of focused on this one thing that people don't, that aren't really focused on at yeah. the moment. Like, that's not the, you know, like, you, you, he, they asked the question to debate and he didn't answer the question. Dr. Claw yeah. was the only one who did. He, he, or Dr. the Claw. It, 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 I guess uh, it's before he got his PhD. Yeah. He was still in, uh, like... He was still in grad school. <laughs> he's, uh... He, he was... he's a He was a dentist, actually, the whole time, so... That's what the claw was for, is, like, taking teeth out and everything. I, I think he has a... What is it called? A legal doctorate? Uh... <laughs> like, the, the, like, uh... Like, he's a lawyer. Yeah, it's not a PhD, but it is a doctorate. Yeah, it, it is a, a, a doctorate of ju I forget what uh, what uh, judicial or yeah lawyers are technically called these days, but it is a doctorate. It is technically a doctorate when you become a uh, certain level of lawyer. Actually, he's a doctor in Egyptology. <laughs> he has a degree. He has a he has a doctorate in Egyptology. He has a doctorate in horticulture. Yeah, and it's like it it hasn't gotten him anything. It's why he turned to a life of crime. Yeah, he was he's been so disenfranchised by the educational system. He is just like he's like. I can't believe I spent all this money, and I got nothing. And, and that's what uh, and and that's the uh, big uh, thing he's running on is a is a big uh. Uh, secondary help. education reform. <laughs> I say that college degrees cost way too much money for the payback that they give. I think that that is a ridiculous claim from a man who has a degree 
and has done nothing about the social security he plans to cut to fund his, his kickbacks. This art education is an American institution that has gone to bring some of the greatest minds to this country, and, uh, except for Operation Paperclip. They were kind of forced here. <laughs> like, our schools are so good, they produce such legendary minds as... Uh, mine's just the lawyer from, uh, uh, from The Simpsons, the Dan uh, Castle oh, yeah. lawyer. Uh, but... We, I'm always on duty, and we've produced so many great minds in our school, like Socrates, uh, um, uh, the Winston Churchill. Wrong. Uh, no, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. wrong. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You were trying to cut Social Security to wrong. fund your kids. No, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah. the whole time, like, all right, um, 30 seconds. How do you respond, third-party candidate? Yeah, I was going to say, and and uh, this is when Ross Perot... Yeah, uh, like I guess comes back from the dead. And he's like, I think he's is he still alive or not? If he is, then good for you, Mister yeah, Perot. You know, uh, yeah. but uh, like I imagine he's like standing there, like I don't know what these guys are saying, but I can tell you one thing: uh, what we need more of is bringing jobs back to America, and the only way we can do that is to. <laughs> I'll tell you how. I'm Inspector Gadget now. The only way to bring jobs back is to cut Social Security. <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't need villains and we don't need robots in office. I say, good old-fashioned Ross Perot as your president will get your jobs back. We'll we'll start plumbing uh, the jobs. We'll pull start uh, pulling the jobs back from under the. Uh, uh, It'll be like a giant sucking noise coming this way. Yeah, this way we get the sucked. Yeah, we get sucked by. Yeah. We finally get sucked. That's what I'm running on. Ross Amer Perot 2028. America gets sucked. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I'd, I'd vote for him. Vote for me, you'll get sucked. Uh, okay. Click. And, you know, despite his, his obvious, uh, you know, positive polling numbers, partisan politics still run the, uh, yeah. still win the election. But I, everyone loved me. And look, we were all going to get sucked. Yeah. You know, yeah, but. but yeah, but more people cared about cutting Social Security. Like, I can't believe Inspector Gadget won. Actually, yeah. that that would be that would be in this that would be a perfect episode of Inspector Gadget because yeah. that's how it would go. And, and honestly, I I don't really know who would win the election because uh, like Gadget is focused you know on on one thing, but you know Claw is obviously a uh, a criminal. But he is focused on the on the topic. Like he is a criminal mastermind, but he also wants to reform a bunch of things that need reform. Yeah. Like Inspector Gadget is still stuck in the whole like uh, America is the greatest country, land of opportunity. Like he's still stuck in you know like you know 1980s or 70s, yeah, he, well, or he, 50s. He, I think when did Inspector Gadget come out? 82. Yeah. Or 82 or 88. So uh, yeah, he's still in the. Uh, He's still in, in the he's, Reagan era. Yeah, he's living in Reagan's America. Dr. Claw is, you know, he's like living in our America. Yeah. And he's like, but no, think of the things that we can do. I've seen the future. I was a millennial. Like, I, I'm, I'm impressed that you can do that. I can't do, like, this is my best Dr. Claw. Like, next time. That sucks. No, that's still fine. I, that's not next bad. Time, gadget. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I could do it. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. It's Thank good. you. When you go back and listen to it, uh, it's pretty good. Uh, what do you think, folks? Do you think Britain sounds like a good Dr. Claw? Uh, I, do you I, think I, he should replace Frank Welker? Uh, 
Uh, no, no, that man's a legend. Is that is that what we're saying? Is that no, what we're saying? No, now? we're not that, saying that. that. You're better than Frank. Uh, no, I am not saying <laughs> that. Is that what you're saying, Brian? Yeah. It's all in, okay, okay. I am. Yeah, fine. Yeah. We finally have it. it fine. It, it's in stone. It's on here. Britain is a better voice actor than Frank Welker. You, you hear that, uh, Deke? Who, whoever made, uh, <laughs> Inspector Gadget? You should have hired Britain before yeah. he was born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should have either hired me before I was born or when I was four. <laughs> I think I can do a good Dr. Claw. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Actually, I imagine it's like, I, I, I could do Dr. Claw. Next time, Gadget. <laughs> All right, Britain, we just need you to read the line. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, let me see. Gadget, you will bow before me. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is that good? Uh, yeah, but we can't. We need you not to cough at the end. <laughs> uh, you, you, get, you need a lot, Joe. Like, I imagine, I imagine that uh, sitting in the corner is Frank Welker. He'd already auditioned, but he's like, mine's better. <laughs> I, I imagine it's a. Uh, like, I, I imagine back in the 80s, it's another uh, writer's strike, and Frank <laughs> Welker's kind of sitting there with his inflatable rat as I'm a scab for the... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're a four-year-old scab. Yeah. And uh, they're picketing right outside the recording room. Crossing, crossing picket, picket lines, huh? And, uh, like, as you, as you, a four-year-old Briton comes out, only 5'10 at this point, yeah. um, comes out. <laughs> They start throwing tomatoes and cabbages at like you. They're, they're, they're throwing batteries yeah, and yeah. beer cans. Uh, it's Philly, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, four year old. I was in the. Uh, I was in the. Uh, uh, the the. the, the yeah, I was in the uh, Pennsylvania suburbs at okay. the time. Well, that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah they're they're gonna be throwing batteries and knives and razors. I imagine that the you know Frank Welker and the people outside striking, they're throwing the the the, the tomatoes, they're throwing the cabbages. But like once yeah. Philly fans see that someone's throwing things at people, they're like, oh, let's get on this. Come <laughs> yeah. on, Sal. Like, like the recording takes place in Los Angeles, but all like there's a lot of interns <laughs> from Philadelphia in the recording studio for some reason. I, I like to imagine that the recording takes place in uh, Los Angeles and um, they see the uh, like Philadelphia people just see the strike going on and they're like, yeah. you know, and like, boo, as you're going in, they're like, boo, and all the people are booing you as you're walking in and people in Philly are like, I think we can get on this, so they just hop on a plane, yeah. and all, or they, you know, they just get to Los Angeles, ready to go with their batteries and their beer, or, or uh, like, uh, uh, like there, maybe there's a uh, a radio affiliate in uh, in Philadelphia that's owned by the uh, <laughs> by the like uh, Deke, or whatever. yeah, by the the corporation who who makes Inspector Gadget, uh, whoever the telecommunications company is, and uh, I just go there to do the recording rather than have them fly me over. Yeah, and Frank Welker's standing outside with the picket line. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, word gets out, so they they start the picket line there, and then Philly, uh, the Philadelphia. Uh, uh, Philadelphians just say, oh, what's this? Well, here's the thing. they I don't think they'd be on board with the picketing. They'd be like, ah, why don't you go get a jab, you bum? But as soon as they people they started throwing things, yeah. then they would be like, hey, you know, these guys aren't so bad. Yeah, look what like, we got. I, I imagine they start off by uh, just watching the picket line. Uh, you know, they get the, those folding, those fold-out uh, beach chairs. Oh, yeah. And then sit there and every once in a while shoot a BB gun at one of them. Well, I imagine that they, like, I imagine there's like a... So outside on the street, you know, sidewalk, there's a big picket line. Yeah. But just a little bit further back from that, across the street, 
on the other sidewalk, there is a, just a, almost like a shanty town, just full of people with like, you know, chairs and plastic lawn I, I, furniture. I, I want to say it's it's like a festival. Yeah, it's like a bunch of vendors. Like all of a sudden, like three people showed up, and all of a sudden, a hoagie a hoagie stand or a cheesesteak stand also it kind of just uh, pops up. Yeah, just kind of congeals from the ether. And uh, I imagine at first they're just kind of just shouting like like you shock, you know, things like that, normal Philly things that you yeah. would hear. Go birds. And, uh, and, uh, finally when, like, yeah. you know, four-year-old Britain comes out, you know, Frank Welker throws the first tomato, yeah. um, and then the rest of the picket lines throw it, and then the Philly people are like, Oh, we throwing stuff, huh? I think they're like, you can get a lot of these, these baba ganoushes, get out of the We make up our own, like, you can take a look at these Johns throwing shit yeah. at a kid, we can get <laughs> on that. And then they just start, like, I coming guess, over with, like, whatever they had, batteries uh, and like, hoagies. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, like, they, they start, like, the Frank Welker and the Picketers start with, like, uh, tomatoes and empty coffee yeah. cups. And, you know, once it gets to the Philly line, it starts turning into bricks and batteries. Like... They come, like, they take one of the, uh, the, the hot, uh, cheesesteaks that they just got off the grill <laughs> from the pop-up restaurant, and they just throw it in your face. Uh, oh, that would be, that would be delicious and painful. <laughs> hey, did you see I'm going right in his nose? Yeah, hey, look, he's, um, he, he, he's gonna, look, his face is melting. Look at that, he won't grow out of that. <laughs> he, we'll call him old, we'll, we're gonna call him old Grafty. <laughs> Alright, that's nice, but, yeah, yeah. uh... Let's get into it. Alright. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's not gonna you, be a lot, but... No, but, you know, it is what you guys came here for. Um, so... First things first, we have to think of, uh, a, a title for this, because I don't want it to just be, um, Ernest P. Worrell and the, uh, the, the, the scary things. <laughs> Part one. I want it to be like Ernest P. Worrell goes camping again. Yeah. Ernest P. Worrell and the long, long, long camping trip. And then the second one being like Ernest P. Worrell and the school battle or something like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Ernest P. Worrell and the uh, vacation that wouldn't end. <laughs> or the... Uh, Ernest P. Worrell and the scary guys chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell and the magic stuff. Okay. Ernest P. Worrell and the woods. <laughs> Ernest fights a snake. Ernest lost in the woods. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's perfect. And, uh... Or Ernest P. Worrell and the... He's lost in the woods. <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell and he's lost in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I imagine that... Everything that they need, because in, in the movie, we didn't talk a lot about the movie. Yeah, um, not because really there's not much, much to talk, talk about. about. But one of the things that Hermione does bring with her is this uh, uh, Mary Poppins bag that's just full oh, yeah, of yeah. stuff. Um, and I imagine that, uh, well, first of all, there's so much that Ernest could do with that. Oh yeah, I, I do imagine it is Hermione's. Mm -hmm. But you know, you know, when they're when they're kind of hopping around doing stuff, you know, he's sneaking other things in into the bag, like his Legos yeah. and and his <laughs> uh, and maybe uh, like his collection of of uh, bottle caps. And she has to root around through all this bullshit, you know, just to find something. I met, like I I think in my mind that when she goes through it originally in the books and everything like that yeah. in the movie, like there's a certain amount of organization to where everything is. That just makes sense for her. Yeah. 
but when she goes like opens it up after Ernest has been around like it is just a it looks like a landfill like, there's just junk everywhere I, I, I imagine uh, she looks in the bag and it's just like when they open the door in Poltergeist and it's Bedlam <laughs> like everything is kind of swirling around and, and and laughing at her and she's like well Ernest what did you put in there ah uh, well I like I really like this haunted house so I took it apart brick by brick uh, and then rebuilt it inside uh, your magic bag. Why? Yeah. Uh, what else are we doing? We're doing literally nothing out here. I got bored. Or we built a Lego haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> and it, with like little plastic Lego ghosts and uh, for some reason that counts. And now the, the whole bag is haunted. Like the, the plastic was melted uh, from the plastic used in a, in a murder. Uh, no, I really just think that it was... It, it's Even though... Ernest is non-magical. Everything yeah. around him is almost like an occurrence. Like everything that happens is almost supernatural. Or, or is it a case where, uh, like, the magic he would normally have is just absorbed by something else, and that's why things always go always go wrong around him? I just no. I, I think that he is zero magic, and the way things uh, kind of way, the reason that things are so like you know kind of always weird around him yeah. is just more from. Uh, a, a good case of luck, like, you know. Oh, yeah. It's the same supernatural elements that all Ernest movies have. Yeah, he he's he is d dumb, doesn't have any real skills, but building uh, trinkets that don't work. Uh, but like as as far as luck goes, he is probably the he is probably on par with Harry Potter in terms of uh, like if luck were magic, he'd be as powerful as Harry Potter. I drank all the Felix Felicius. My, that's right, we talk about his blood, like, in, like, just produces the luck, uh, yeah, the luck yeah. uh, draft or whatever it is. Um, I, I also, like, because now that you mentioned the little doodads that he has, like, yeah. imagine him trying to protect his camp, you know, with, uh, with whatever he's got around there, like Rube Goldberg-esque machines and everything. So instead of that, uh, that, uh, invisible wall that Hermione puts up, like, he, he puts, like, some kind of, uh, trap in. It, yeah, it's it's lots of traps, and it's all the dumbest traps that you can think of, but somehow work. Like, Voldemort's guys, the Death Eaters, they come around like, I know they're around here somewhere, I can smell that perfume. They're Cajun. And just a, a pie gets them in the face. Oh, uh, I thought that one of them just stepped on a rake, you know, and uh, one of those, uh, the, the metal rakes, and it just, oh, yeah. ping, <laughs> just whacks them. Like, I, I imagine a lot of them are the these kidsy... Like, uh, oh, no, uh, the bucket of water or the bucket of uh, whipped cream fell on him and now he's yeah. sticky. And oh, no, uh, he's he found the uh, egg machine gun. Now he's covered in eggs. It's just all messy. Yeah, uh, but I want one to be a bed of spikes, like, like a spike pit, like in Vietnam. So like, I imagine or, uh, what I'm thinking in my head is like there's four or five Death Eaters and yeah. like, oh, they're over here. And, you know, one gets the rake in the face. One gets the pie in the face. One, there's just hidden among the leaves. There's just Legos that's for some yeah. reason still hurt them like, like ow, 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 ow. Like it's a uh, for some reason like he poured a bunch of tar on the ground and it just yeah. like uh just alone. like Harry uh, he, he loses his socks and his shoes and walks through Legos and yeah there's a you know the whipped cream fell one or there's a big bucket of glue that lands on yeah. someone and all this stuff but one of them is just yeah just a a either a spike a spike wall just covered with feces that he put on there or or it's the uh, 
it, it's the spike wall from the first from uh, Raiders. Raiders of Lost Ark yeah. that uh, Doctor Octopus got yep. impaled on. That, that's the that's the that's the only like lethal trap he has. Yeah. But now I'm now I'm picturing um like because this works. I imagine this this yeah. scares all the Death Eaters off, and they report they all report back to Voldemort who's alive. Uh, or you know the the only ones who are alive. The the one of them got spiked. Yeah. Remember. So, like, the three of them are just standing there, and Voldemort, you know, he's talking to them very calmly at first, his fingers steeple together. You had the boy, and you lost him. And then he looks over, like, the camera yeah. cuts to them, and they're just, like, covered in, like, eggs. <laughs> you know, and, you know, like, just... Eggs and glue. Like, and... one of them's painted blue because he dumped, like, blue dye on him or something. <laughs> and they're like, we're gonna die. <laughs> like one, like uh, like one of them is a trap that like Hermione made, and one of them's a chicken. <laughs> or he's got chicken feet. Yeah, like. A, like, I, you know that I'm gonna have to kill you, right? <laughs> Lays an egg. <laughs> I, I think that he would be so mad that he wouldn't kill them. No, it, it would just be a. I have to go now. And he would just, he would be like Dr. Manhattan. He would go to Mars <laughs> and just think for an hour. Hey, would it be that or would he just find just a little, would he go you know, full Anakin Skywalker and, and find a town of like uh, people just to destroy? He, he goes to the village of younglings. <laughs> he goes to youngling studio. Ah, <laughs> uh, all the younglings will be here, safe here in this open field in the middle of nowhere where they'll be unguarded. <laughs> Oh, bother. Uh, I guess that wasn't a good move, was it? Uh, we'll get back to this in a second, but I yeah. just want to imagine Anakin Skywalker in Pennsylvania visiting, you know, taking the tour yeah. of the Yingling factory and just keeps on calling him Youngling. <laughs> like, it's not Younglings, it's Yingling, but he doesn't know that. It looks like Youngling. Yeah, and he just, like, he, he's, uh, and he just, Kill, breaks every single bottle. I, I slices through each. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, slices through each one of them. Now I imagine it's something different. I'm, uh, I'm picturing he 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 comes home with a case of beer, waiting for yeah. uh, uh, Padme to show up, and ends up drinking the all the Yingling. And she comes in like, "What's wrong with you? I kill a Yingling. <laughs> you killed the Yingling. You killed the whole whole case yeah. off. It's not he kills Younglings. He's just drunk." <gasps> Padme, what happened? He killed Yinglings. The entire my, case. My goodness. <laughs> That's actually very frowned upon in the Jedi Order. He's a monster. We have to... What we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to replace someone of his standing with another Jedi. Hey guys, how's it going? Zip zap zoobity bob. <laughs> That's Ernest. I, I started going in Jack Black. And now he doesn't. Ha he doesn't have any force powers either. Nope, exactly. He just said uh, like the lightsaber doesn't work, but his uh, his his mop actually has a glow at the end of it. Well, I don't think you need. You don't need force powers no, to use don't. a lightsaber. Nope. Because uh, what's his name uses it? Uh, Han. Yeah, Han and Finn and uh, and Jordy. <laughs> Jordy. Jordy, I don't know. Who's Jordy? I'm just making up. Jordy LaForge? Jordy, I was actually from going Star, for Trek. Star Trek. Okay. I, I did think, I thought it was a Star Trek guy, but your yeah. response was uh, was less than stellar, so I was like, I don't know, Jordy, you know. Jordy, you know, Jordy. I, you know, Jordy. Guy, I, guy who can't see good. I I, 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 I didn't watch uh, Last Generation or Next yes, Generation. Did. 
I just know about it. My yeah. dad watched it. I never watched it. Uh, I watched. It. I, I told. I, I, to, I told you the story that yeah. it was a thing my dad would watch while I did my homework. Mm -hmm. I'd go to my room and because I mean that was just the TV. That was it, you know. Yeah. And I didn't like it, so I'd just be playing in my room and I'd hear. I, I do I do remember the feeling of dread every every, every time he, hearing that uh, uh, the opening theme to Star Trek because I knew uh, as a kid oh this isn't cartoons yeah this isn't gonna be fun like uh, and it's just always these it's always someone yelling and it's someone uh, someone uh, being stern I always thought uh, like uh, 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 Picard seemed like a like a school principal mm -hmm. so I thought he was not scary but intimidating I got you he was authority yeah. Uh, so I didn't like the show because it was too, too serious. I didn't like it because it just seems silly to me, so I just, you know, I mean, I still, I've seen the Star Trek movies, some of them. Well, the yeah, first they're two. good, they're yeah, good. They're all right. uh, but, you know, I've come a, come around on the series. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, the, the, uh, you know, I do like, uh, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, me too. It's not, it's not something I would probably watch a lot of, but I can't say it's bad. Yeah. But that being said, let's go back to... Ernest P. Worrell, because okay. he can't just do one thing. We have to, you know, or two things. We have to do, oh, no, 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 we have no. to find something else for him. To uh, do. One last little thing, because unfortunately this movie doesn't give us a lot to work with. Hey, I, no, it doesn't, but uh, I'm trying to think of how he would try and get the sword. Hmm. So the sword that's at the bottom of the lake, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the movie, a sword appears in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, I wonder if that was supposed to be a, a, an allusion to uh, how uh, Excalibur was given to uh, uh, what Ar King Arthur through the Lady of the Lake or yeah. something like that. And King Arthur has a lot. He he acquires swords in a lot of different ways. There's a lot. There's a lot to the the the, the Arthur legend about it. It's it, you know it, it's kind of cool. Well, it, it, no one really knows what country of origin. Yeah, it came there's from. a lot of uh, thing, but um, like uh, the the first I'm gonna say actually the entire book of. Uh, uh, the Once and Future King is yeah. just like a, a telling of the Arthur legend, like mm -hmm. very, very um, thoroughly, I guess. It's really good. Uh, I do recommend it to all those who like to read. Uh -huh. um, it's better than I thought it would be, but uh, this is basically the, I think, the, the standard for King Arthur legends is that book because okay. um, Camelot, the musical, is based off of it. All right. um, the Sword and the Stone. Uh, is based off the first book of uh, Once and Future King. Oh, okay, Disney I didn't know movie. That. Like basically, every time you think of anything uh, author related, yeah, like it's all stems back to this one book. Huh? When was it published? Like 1928 or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Maybe oh, even okay. before it's like T. S. Eliot, I think. So it was. Oh, okay. So, Maybe not. Uh, T. S. Eliot, the uh, the uh, the playwright that was he a playwright or poem or uh, poet. poet? I think he was a poet. I think he was too. And uh, I think he wrote a poet poem that uh, the musical Cats is based off of. Really? The, wait, I, the... I, I think the whole uh, I think the whole Jellicle religion is based off a T. S. Eliot poem. I was wrong. It was T. H. White. Oh, okay, okay. But anyway, so Lady of the Lake, uh, Ernest has got to find the the sword which is buried at the bottom of this icy <laughs> yeah. lake. And uh, I mean, it's not too far down, but it's still far enough down because it's cold water. Well, I, I imagine uh, uh, he, you know, it's he first sees the Patronus of wh whatever the Patronus of Anti Nedna is. Um, I think it's a mule. Uh, that's not a bad one. I was gonna say a goat. <laughs> they're they're kind of the same. Yeah, and uh, a goat. Uh, my, <laughs> my, uh, my, my, uh, 
<laughs> my Patronus was a mule. <laughs> and the goat, my... He rubs his eyes. Is that a goat? Oh, I thought it was a, it was a, a donkey. Was a mule. Oh. Uh, oh, no, you, did you say it was a mule? I said or it was a mule, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right, my Patronus was a donkey. <laughs> and they go to the, they go to the thing. His, yeah. Uh, and... Actually, he doesn't have a Patronus. He doesn't have yeah. any magic. Immediately, I think that he's just gonna fish for it. Like, he just, how am I gonna get that? And then next scene, just bloop, and here comes this little fishing thing that he's got. Actually, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's trying to get, uh, the sword at all. I think he's just fishing, uh, out of boredom. <laughs> and then he, uh, then he catches something, and he pulls out a boot, and then he reaches in the boot. And the sword's and in then, the boot. And he pulls it out. Huh. Kind of like that, that, uh, the hat. Yeah. You never know where you're gonna find these things. <laughs> this thing pops up everywhere. And not only that, I got a nice new boot out of it. He puts it on and it's, <laughs> and it's like, it's waterlogged, obviously, and like, it's, it's ripped and everything, but... It, it matches the other yeah, boot exactly. he has. <laughs> it, it matches the other boot astonishingly, astonishingly well. Yeah. I, I, I imagine at some point he found that other boot, uh, and uh, it's the magic boots of uh, Algablock, yeah, uh, or, or whoever. <laughs> like anyone who tries to put this boot on suffers the same dark fate of their feet uh, of just disintegrating into the boots. Like whatever, like it, it's a cruel fate of the person who who wears these boots. But since Ernest has zero magic, it doesn't do anything to him. It's like, just <laughs> shitty boots. I imagine that whoever whoever wears the boots cannot take them off and can never perform magic again. And yeah. it doesn't work for him. He can take them on and off all he wants because he he's not bound any. to it. Yeah. Like, oh, this is a good boot. And I imagine that uh, he, you know, actually, like, oh, he starts walking. There's a squish. Huh, hold on a second. He takes the boot off and he, you know, empties it out and then just more water and seaweed, fish. Yeah. And I mean, like, <laughs> an impossible amount just starts. Like, I, I imagine uh, uh, this all takes place in a, in a valley uh, that was once a lake. <laughs> And now is it <laughs> is in that boot? Yep, and well, yeah, there's a lot in there. See, I'm because I was just picturing like he's going fishing, he finds a boot. Oh wow, looks like you got a partner here, Bootsy. <laughs> and you know he starts, he puts it on. Hmm, and he turns it upside down. An impossible amount of water, some fish, seaweed, and the last thing that falls out is just a boonk, Is the the sword? Uh, I was gonna have a uh, a shrimping boat come out as well, but. <laughs> That works too. <laughs> and then the last thing, a sword. Like yep. may maybe even an oil derrick. <laughs> and when he goes back to her. Or Hermione, the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> yes. Because it's, it's Lake Erie. Yeah. Uh, when he goes back, or I'm sorry, Gitchigumi. <laughs> yes, Gitchigumi. Well, uh, uh, was superior. That? Superior. superior. Um, but uh, and then he, he walks back to. Uh, to Hermione and Ron, and they look at him like, oh, where have you, you found the sword? And they look out and there's just a huge lake on her, like behind him. Yeah. Like, where did this come from? Like huge, like when he was fishing, it was merely maybe a pond, but now it, there's a huge, like, like scenic, like they can't even it, get to the other side. But it's, it's been in this stagnant boot for, <laughs> for uh, hundreds of years or uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I wonder what boot water would be like. Um, I, I see. 
all of the water that's directly touching the boot, which probably isn't a lot, you know, in volume, is probably the, the skunky water, but everything yeah. in there is very <laughs> condensed water, but when it comes out, you know, it hasn't touched the boot, it's fine. Uh, in the- inside the boot, it is actually Ice-9. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about the Vonnegut Ice-9. Uh, no. Oh, but, okay. Uh, but, uh... Uh, I, I was talking about the, the literal literal Ice Nine. Okay, because what was Vonnegut's Ice Nine do? In uh, in the book Cat's Cradle, um, there was like one one like special chip of Ice Nine that they, that was created, and uh, it if it touches a water source, it immediately freezes it. Uh, oh shit! Immediately, you know, rearranges everything into like Ice, ice Nine. And uh, now this is going to be a massive spoiler. So if you don't, if you want to read. Cat I actually do want to read Okay, Cat's so I'm Cradle. not going to spoil it. All right, thank you. So, that is, uh, so that's the Ice Nine that I imagine that Ernest finds in that boot. Like, and what's this? Yeah. Yeah. And he starts skating on it. And I imagine it is such, like, a, and, uh, and, uh, who was it? An exothermic or endothermic? Uh, uh, what's the difference? So exothermic, um, I think endothermic means that uh, it's acquiring heat. Yeah. Heat is going into it. That's exothermic I, is throwing is projecting heat. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured, uh, because I imagine the the reaction of turning uh, all that water to ice nine is so exothermic that it lights the forest on fire. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? Nature is beautiful in its own way. And he starts throwing- he throws a snowball at Hermione. Hermione! Hey, come on. He's- Come on, he starts poking her. Abracadabra! And then he, uh, he gets, uh, some of the glue from the glue traps and starts putting Hermione back together. And it works. It does work, somehow. Like, uh, after, you know, after he glues the last piece, still frozen, mind you, the yeah. last piece, like, you know, of, like, a finger or something, she just comes back to life. <laughs> like, the Ice Nine just dis disintegrates immediately. Yep, and, uh, but, like, there are certain things she, he got wrong, like, her left eye is her right eye. Yeah. And she has, uh, both of her butts are on the same side or something. And, uh, her, like, he switched her feet. <laughs> It's gonna take you a little bit of time. I didn't have an instruction manual, but uh, I uh, think. But you know magic. You can fix it. And uh, one like her one hand that doesn't work at all because it's it was too bad beyond yeah. him. Like it's Lego now. I was gonna say it's twigs and sticks. Yeah. <laughs> like a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And a carrot nose because he lost that too. I guess the. <laughs> the last thing that we might sh uh, might should talk about that is uh, yeah. uh, how would he escape from the the uh, the because at the end um, the Death Eaters get Harry and his friends and yeah. they escape because Dolby the elf saves them. Uh, so how would how would he get out of like it's in this big mansion that's like completely protected? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Uh, I imagine. Uh, I imagine he just calls Voldemort's name so much that enough Death Eaters come and just destroy the house, uh, like, and he sneaks out in the uh, in the fracas. I got I got a better idea a little bit. Um, so he's you know he's 
there he's in the dungeon and everything like yeah. that and there's sne then he gets out they're sneaking around because imagine they do the same thing no no there's no dobby so they can't do that yeah so i imagine he's in the dungeon and uh he's walking around like how are we gonna get out of this this is good solid brick right here it's gonna take a while up good english oak <laughs> hmm this, this boot is still he opens up the boot and more water, sand, and like everything you can imagine just got like silt from like uh, oh, that'd two, be awful. twenty thousand years ago. But that'd be awful because like he's caged. That's yep. just gonna fill up the room. Oh boy, oh boy. And I imagine the uh, the worm uh, worm hand uh, worm tail. <laughs> he looks down. He just sees water rising a little bit and all this crazy stuff. And what the hell's going on down there? And that's how that's how he makes his grand escape. Like a guy open, or he sees something. Like I imagine it's not just a cage. It's a it's like a it's a door or something. And he just sees like, or, yeah. or, or maybe they 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 put him in some kind of a, a magic room uh, that that's just sealed off because yeah. he's too destructive and chaotic. But that's what he does. He uh, just upturns his uh, boot his boot that it has so much water in it that it can't contain. Uh, this magic room can't contain it. Well, I think it's more also more along the lines like it's a it's a sealed almost soundproof room And okay. then when uh, Wormhead comes back um, He like, you know, he's walking by and he just sees a trickle of water just coming from below the door like Opens it up and just whoosh, a f Flood just comes out the door just uh, knocks him on his ass uh, I, I actually don't think he even sees the trickle water. I think it's so well sealed <laughs> It's just coming around with the food like time for your slop fellas <laughs> And here comes Ernest riding on a boogie board on a narwhal <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks a lot Gordon <laughs> 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 he's like, we don't know how long he's in the room with her, but he's had enough time to name the, the narwhal. It's not the first time he's come across that narwhal. Like, he has, he's had enough time to form a bond with this thing. He's been trying to get that narwhal out of that boot for the longest time. Oh, thank goodness. That was, that, that really, that really rubbed against the corns. Hey, go to hell, Gertie, as it's just sitting there on the floor. <laughs> And that's a, that is how he escapes through, you know, with with the magic boot. Yep, and, and I imagine the boot, uh, the narwhal's horn pierces Dobby. Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got this little guy. Oh well. And that's and that is where we end. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ernest P. Worrell lost in the woods. Yeah. And that is also where we're gonna end this. Oh wow, that was a uh, really. Yeah. Oh, time went fast it's for almost, this episode. It's been about a, it's about, almost been an hour, I think. Oh my goodness. Um, or at the very least, close to fifty minutes. That's close yeah. enough for you folks. Um, and we're gonna spend a couple minutes on the the wrap up anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Harry Potter Seven: The Deathly Hallows Part One. Uh, a little bit of a letdown, to if I'm gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, with all the whimsy and adventure uh, that that the other movies had, you know, to turn this into uh, Harry Potter 7, The Road, yeah. uh, was kind of, uh, was, was a bit of a, it kind of got, was a little bit boring, yeah. Yeah, to be honest. I, I don't really, I think this is probably the weakest of them, uh, of all the movies, and, uh, it had this, this, the half, this half of the movie has the same problem as the first half of the book, where it's yeah. just, uh, Oh, we have well, we gotta go somewhere because there's Death Eaters. Okay, we're safe here. Oh no, the Death Eaters. So yeah. let's go here. Oh no, a Death Eater. Yeah. Let's go here. <laughs> oh no, a Death Snake. You know, this is 
everything that happens just all follows like the same. Here I am, oh, Death Theater. And I know a friend of mine is like, but I, that's what I like about it. I like that they always feel like they're constantly in danger. But to me, I'm like, they're not really in danger a lot of time. They're just kind of waiting to oh, be in danger. Uh, that's the thing I, I uh, like, I don't mind if they, they have to keep on escaping uh, the, this looming threat. Uh, I just wish there was a, like, there was an active goal in between the the times, yeah, like their their only goal is to find the Horcrux and destroy them. Yeah, or and here they found one, they couldn't destroy it, and, yeah. and they did, and it was just like, oh, okay, so so we have there's I think uh, like overall seven Horcruxes. Yeah, and like two of them we've already gotten rid of. One of them we don't even know about yet. Yeah. So we have. In this case, four Horcruxes left, and we only destroy one in this movie. You know, it's yeah. like, this is stupid. And it's, I, I, I imagine it's, uh, it, yeah, they, they probably could have uh, done a few more in, in the time they just meandered around. Yeah, they re it really, like, I think I understand they were trying to make it seem isolated and, like, you know, the, their adventure was just kind of like, you know, we're, we're lost and directionless, but it, it does translate as boring, so this is yeah. probably my least favorite of all. Of them. Yeah, I, I agree. It, uh, like, I, I know what they were going for. Well, they were going for what the book was, but it, it just, it, it didn't translate that well, and it just seemed, uh, on top of it, it going nowhere, it just seemed miserable. Yeah. So, I'm gonna say that, um, four stars. Uh, it's not a fart movie yeah. by any stretch of imagination, because there is still some good stuff in there, but, uh, really, there's not, uh, there, there's not a lot, uh, but the next movie, I remember being very good, uh -huh. I remember being fantastic, so, uh, if this is just a stepping stone to something better, then so be it, but, really, this could have just been one movie. Yeah, it could have. And, uh, but I think that'll do it, uh, do you have any farts or stars for uh, this? I, I have the, I have, uh, I say far, uh, four farts, uh, four farts, uh, four stars is good. Okay. Uh, I, I, and like, it's it's not really their fault. Uh, you know, they're kind of sticking with the source material. I kind of blame uh, movie studios kind of wanting to 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 uh, you know squeeze that much more money yeah. out of the franchise as for the reason why the quality was so bad. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. So, uh, but that being said, um, what do you think? Do you think we're wrong? We're not. But do you yeah. think we're wrong? Do you like this movie? Um, let us know in the comments. We yeah. promise we'll read them. And, uh, I know we have a comment section on, uh, uh, on our Spotify, but also, uh, our main website is at Podbean. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so if you folks want to sign up for a Podbean account and, uh, leave comments for us there on our, on our main website, uh, we'd be, we'd get them sooner. And in fact, because we hardly read the, uh, the Spotify ones. Yeah. Um, but for all those who are in the know... Uh, it's called now dig on this .com. Yep. And Britain will put a link. No, he won't. But uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you need a link to it, then uh, actually you might need a link if you're getting it from other channels. But yeah, that's that's our, uh, you know, come visit us at uh, now dig on this And uh, well, I guess that'll do it for us today. Uh, take it easy, everybody. Uh, Toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOBs.